Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. Today, we are looking at our New Testament reading which is 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10. This is the beginning of Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. And he says, To you, the church of Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. Now, this is likely a young church, maybe just a few months old, and they've already faced difficulties. So they've been persecuted. Some of them have died. And Paul encourages them by reminding them of something that happened when he first arrived with them. He saw three things in them that were signs of faith, excuse me, signs of life, faith, hope, and love, faith, hope, and love. These were the signs of God's presence, God's activity, the fruit of a life that is in the Father and in in Jesus Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. And these three things, faith, love, and hope are cultivated over time. Each of them requires a different kind of hard work. (laughs) So faith is something which is cultivated over time in response to God's grace. Every day, the Christ follower is saying, God, I trust you. I bring my thoughts, attitudes, and behavior in alignment with that trust in you. Love also requires consistent cultivation. In fact, later in the letter, Paul speaks of love as the kind of thing that actually requires the kind of effort like physical labor, which is really different from how we think about love or tend to think about love in our culture today. We tend to think of love as something we fall into, not something that we work on. That might be one of the reasons why so many marriages, even Christian marriages, struggle and fall into this myth that when feelings fade or we just can't stand a person anymore, it's just not meant to be. But true love means when things get difficult, we have the opportunity for greater fruit to emerge in response to greater effort. C.S. Lewis said, do not waste time bothering on whether you, quote, love your neighbor. Act as if you did. When you are behaving as if you loved someone, you will presently come to love him. (laughs) Finally, there's hope. So there's faith, there's love, and then there's hope. Hope is the work of patience. Hope is cultivated over time. Hope is so critical today, especially in a very cynical world. So Paul acknowledges that the Thessalonian church has these three things, faith, love, and hope. Why does he identify these three things? Because they are descriptors of the triune God. This church, he says, have become and are to become imitators of God himself. This is what is produced when you're a people in the Father and Christ Jesus empowered by the Holy Spirit. So how does this happen? How are we formed to produce faith, hope, and love in our lives? How are we formed as a people who look like this? Well, throughout church history, the church has embraced disciplines and formation that shape who we are. The idea is whatever you do habitually over and over again, it shapes you. So if you eat pizza every day, that will shape you in a certain way, of course, (laughs) different than if you eat kale every day. If you go to the gym every day, that will form you differently than if you play video games every day. 
One of the reasons why Christians have historically received communion or the Lord's Supper regularly is we believe it actually forms us to be a people of thanksgiving. The word is Eucharistic. It just means thanksgiving. When we partake in the Lord's body and blood, it forms us into the kind of people who give thanks to God and who give our lives for the world. When we experience his self-giving love at the table, somehow we are being shaped as a people of self-giving love. When we say the historic creeds of the church, we're being shaped by a particular kind of story. Christians are called to be imitators of Christ. And this is one of the reasons why Christian formation happens in community. Paul says that the church are to become imitators of us and God. So we need others to look, to look at, to look to, to see how this life in Christ is lived out. Now, I'm originally from Oklahoma. Many of my friends and acquaintances that I grew up around, I noticed that they sorted themselves over time, sorted themselves in two camps, fans of the Oklahoma Sooners and fans of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. For many, many families in the state, such loyalty is absolute and fixed. And Saturdays are often dominated by anticipation for, celebration of, and then sometimes grieving over (laughs) that week's games or that week's game. Some families make the journey from our hometown in Tulsa to Norman or to Stillwater most weekends for tailgating and the game itself. This tradition is passed down in the family through imitation. Some family decided long ago the school with which they would align. Now, many fans didn't even attend these schools. (laughs) It's a heritage. Okay, so this is perhaps a crude rumor of the imitation that we're talking about, the imitation that's involved in someone being a Christian. But it gives us some hint of what it means to become part of a people and to have our entire lives, not just our Saturdays, ordered around being part of a people. Paul says they became imitators of us and of the Lord. In other words, the church imitated Paul, Silas, and Timothy, but also the Lord. They welcomed the message in the midst of their affliction and somehow responded with joy. This is not because they had great willpower, that they somehow enjoyed their suffering, or that they just made it happen. No, Paul is clear that this response with joy is only given by the Holy Spirit. Paul is calling them to recognize this thing that is happening in their midst. God is at work in them but also through them as they have become a model to all believers in Macedonia, Achaia, and everywhere. Now, perhaps the primary way that people throughout history have been formed and been shaped is through prayer. Prayer is not just throwing something up to the heavens and seeing if it sticks. Christian prayer is about being formed by what God wants in and through our lives. Prayer is something that can happen in community, We pray family prayers like the Lord's Prayer together. This is perhaps part of what it means to be imitators. But it's also important for the Christian to share our heart with God spontaneously, not in ways that have to be fancy or ways that are even really thought out beforehand. But we can offer, even if it's, Lord, help me in this moment, that that forms us and shapes us on our dependence on God. In addition to prayer, we have the opportunity to be immersed in Scripture. For most of the church's history, parishioners did not have Bibles they could take home to read individually in their rooms. 
They heard scripture read together in community. Scripture reading from the beginning was designed as a communal activity. Still, it's also appropriate for us to read scripture as individuals. The early church gathered way more often than most of our churches do today. So it's important to read scripture by ourselves and in community because the two work together. The practice of immersing ourselves in the scripture is formative. All right, so when we talk about these disciplines, we talk about prayer and the sacraments, and we talk about scripture. For some of us, this is going to be like lifting weights. It's really difficult at first. We have to start small. And like lifting weights, it may not feel like it's doing anything at first. It may even be boring, but we trust that it's doing something in us. This is what imitation means, the daily moving towards turning towards what we want to become. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.